Factor Podcast. What is up? You are listening to another episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Daily. I'm going to try to record this with my handheld mic because it'll make it a little easier for me. Um, so if the audio is a little different or the audio is off, forgive me in this episode and I won't do that to you again. But uh, it'll make it just a little bit easier for me to record these at my desk as I'm kind of trying to rip through because I don't like to move my, my dope mic away from the corner because it's a huge pain in my butt for the most part. Today, I wanted to talk about bad news for Ohio State. Ohio State has been highly ranked, a lot more highly ranked, actually, uh, than I thought they would be coming into the season in terms of, you know, kind of the preseason polls and things of that sort. And I see yesterday, uh, yesterday evening, about the time I was eating dinner, Inside Lacrosse put up an article that said that uh, Justin Inacio suffered a lower body injury and the timeline for his return is unknown. And that is bad news. For Ohio State. That's coming from Ty Zanders uh, inside lacrosse. Ty is the, the fucking man for the most part in terms of breaking news and just being, you know, right there at field level in terms of knowing everything that's going on with personnel. And that's one of the things that's, that's odd in the lacrosse world is uh, we don't have a whole lot of personnel information for the most part. Ty is really one of the few, uh, and College Cross, actually, out of all places, has done a pretty good job of kind of breaking news here and there. But when it comes to breaking news, Ty Zanders has been the guy, especially as it relates to personnel. So he does a hell of a job. So if you don't follow Ty on Twitter or Instagram or wherever the hell Ty is, yeah, you need to do that because Mr. Zanders gets shit done. But uh, the importance of Anasio here just making sure I was recording. The importance of Inacio here, I mean, honorable mention USILA All-American in 2019, went 181 out of 284 um, uh, from the face-off X with 120 ground balls last season. I mean, he is he is an important, important piece of this team's um, uh, puzzle. And without him, that's going to hurt them a little bit. I, it doesn't say here, or I'm not really sure, um, who's replacing him. Uh, while he's out. And, it, and honestly, it doesn't say how long he's going to be out for, but I just know that if he's out for any amount of time, that's not going to be great for them, and that's going to, to hurt them a little bit at least. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the first media poll. The preseason media poll hit. It hit, I think, a handful of days ago, but I hadn't fully talked about this yet. At least I'm not sure if I did or not. It has Penn State at number one. That's obvious. I, you know, I, I still think that you give the, the returning national champion the number one spot in a preseason poll, especially because Virginia didn't lose so much that Penn State deserves to be ahead of them, considering Penn State didn't even make the finals last year. So I'm not a big fan of crowning a new team number one when the current, you know, when the team that won the national championship last year really only lost one big piece of that puzzle, Ryan Conrad. Now, granted, losing Ryan Conrad is a really, really big deal. But you can make the argument that Penn State lost you know, enough on defense that they lost as much as Virginia did, and yet Virginia is only the number two team. So I don't fully agree with that, but I get it. You know, I get it. it the reality probably is that Penn State is overall uh, the better team. And last year, they simply fell victim to their kryptonite, which is uh, TD Erlen. Virginia at number two, that's obvious. Yale, number three obvious. Maryland at number four. This one's going to be interesting for me because I have questions about Maryland's defense and just overall about their toughness in, in, in that arena. 
are on that side of it. So it'll be interesting to see if Maryland's uh, four spot holds up. It, it could. Offensively, they're as good as anybody. And when you have Bernhardt, Fairman, and Wisnowskis uh, running the show uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you're going to be really solid. Bernhardt is an absolute savage and one of the, the best players in the country, bar none. Obviously, I love seeing Syracuse at number five. I'm a big fan of that, as are all Syracuse fans. And I think that that's warranted too, but... Syracuse has to now earn that spot and maybe try to climb a little bit. I saw them play last weekend against Vermont. I'm trying to get up there this weekend if I can make it happen to see the Yale scrimmage. So I'll let everybody know how that goes if I do end up uh, being able to get up there this weekend. I got kids, so sometimes it's hard, especially as the season's approaching and I have games that I need to watch this weekend. And we got to put out our first uh, weekend recap show on Monday. That's one thing we're going to do is put the recap show on Monday, at least to start, and uh, we'll see how that goes. You got Penn at number six. That one, that one, I'm not sure about either. But hey, there it is. Uh, and then Duke at seven. I, I've been surprised. I'm surprised that Notre Dame is sitting there right behind Duke, it, just because I look at what they lost, and I'm not sure they replaced it. But you know, uh, Notre Dame at eight, Duke at seven. It makes sense though. But the ACC. Let's just say the ACC right now has Virginia, Syracuse, Duke, Notre Dame, and North Carolina all in the top 10. That is just absolutely bonkers. Let's see here. The Big has Penn State, Maryland, and that's it. The Big has two teams in the top 10. The ACC has five freaking teams in the top 10. That is off the wall crazy. North Carolina coming in at number 10. Now, they have a lot to prove. I think Notre Dame is probably better situated because I think defensively they're going to be pretty solid. And then offensively, they always have talent coming in and they have guys that are returning that are uh, stupid solid. So that'll be good. But like North Carolina, they have to prove that defensively they can hang with uh, a lot of these other teams that are that are up here. Cornell at 11. Cornell disappointed a lot of people, including myself, last year. But you have Jeff Teed on that squad. You have a defense that I forget who it was. One of the inside lacrosse guys had said their defense can't be worse than they were last year. I'd, I'd say that they could be, but probably not. You know, you got Erlin and Cage. He's back. I think, what, is he a junior now? He may even, yeah, I think he's a junior now. And so he's going to be a little bit better. So you have a veteran now anchoring this defense, and you have a couple of really good polls that have come back. They just did the whole thing I thought Cornell was going to do last year. I thought Cornell was going to play really good team defense in the um, in 2018, the end of the season, when they beat Yale in the Ivy League finals, they beat Yale in the Ivy League finals by playing savage defense. They literally, as a team, they played some of the best team defense that I have ever seen played on a lacrosse field in that game that they beat up on Yale in the Ivy League tournament. And I expected that they were they had enough guys coming back that I thought that that would translate into success in 2019. I thought defensively they may end up being one of the best defenses in the country. They got a lofty preseason ranking. I think they were sitting at number five or something like that in the preseason last year. And then that just did not pan out for them. Now, granted, the Ivy was, was brutal. Penn and their uh, success in the squad they had off offensively, especially that ended up translating into, you know, kind of frog jumping Cornell. But uh, Cornell was a disappointment. I, I'm surprised they're 11th just because, you know, last year I, I thought they were going to be better and they underachieved. So I, I figured they'd be end up in a, at a 15, 13 to 17 
area, something like that. But they're at 11. Ohio State, the one I was just talking about, they're, they're, they lost Anasio for an undetermined amount of time, but they have them at 12th. That's probably okay, though. I, I was I was kind of bashing where they were, and I think 12th is fair. Hopkins, 13th. Loyola, 14th. And and that I think that's deserving. A lot of people are crapping on Loyola because they lose Spencer and Scanlon. But the reality is they're still a really good team. They have, you know... a. And I guess they lost their goalie too. So maybe 14 is a little high, but Loyola is one of those teams that they're there every year. They rinse and repeat and they're, you know, they're, they're right. They're one of those schools that they're pretty much a blue blood, but they're not considered that widely simply because, you know, from a name recognition standpoint, it's not quite as big. Spencer and a couple of guys over the last 10 years, they've, they've been working really hard to change that. But Loyola at 14, I think that's deserved. Army is going to have a ridiculous offensive team defensively they lost a little bit they lose their all-american goalkeeper but offensively army at 15 i like that and they're going to fill it up georgetown similar great offensive team and they're they're going to be solid defensively towson at 17 uh that's expected umass and towson has one of the best defenders in the game umass at 18 umass watch out for them man they were a good team last year offensively they have some absolute killers on their on their squad, so UMass I think at 18 is pretty deserved, and then you got Lehigh and High Point filling it out. So it, it, I mean, I mean it, they got it right. It's okay. Honorable mention teams, teams receiving votes here: Rutgers, Princeton, Villanova, Richmond, Navy, Delaware, Albany, Michigan, Hofstra, and Robert Morris. I'm not sure who's picking Albany uh, to be in the top 10, but I wouldn't have picked that one. Richmond, I can see Princeton even. Ugh. I mean, I'm not sure, but the the crazy part here is that the frickin' ACC has all five teams in the top 10. I don't know, honestly, if that's ever happened before. I presume it probably has, and maybe I'll look that up, and uh, we'll talk about that at some point on another day. But the fact that we have Virginia at 2, Syracuse at 5, Duke at 7, Notre Dame at 8, and North Carolina at 10, that is off the chain crazy. And let's see, the Ivy has Yale at 3, Penn at 6, Cornell at 11, you know, so the Ivy's doing pretty well as well. And then when you look at the Big Ten, Penn State at one, Maryland at four. Let's see here. Ohio State at 12, Johns Hopkins at 13, and I think that's it for them. So the Big is the second best represented. The ACC is the first, and then the Ivy, as expected, is the third. So pretty Pretty interesting crap to see overall. And uh, this weekend, the games coming up this weekend, I had picked a couple of games as a as as upset alerts. And one thing I afterwards, it's like I wanted to make sure, and I'm not sure if I you know had stated it enough. I do not think any of those three teams are actually going to get upset. But what I was just trying to say is that of all the games this weekend, where you're looking at a a big program playing a lesser program and to some degree playing a lesser program that didn't even necessarily have a great season last year. I think that those three games, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised uh, surprised if Air Force, who had a really good season last year, I wouldn't be the least. They, Air Force had a great season last year that was just eclipsed by the fact that teams like Richmond and uh, High Point also had a really good season last year. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Air Force uh, was able to knock off Duke. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see Colgate uh, travel down to North Carolina and beat UNC. Let's 
I would be a little bit surprised, but I, I, I can see that coming. So I wasn't trying to say with those upset alerts that I thought those teams were going to get upset and I was calling it. I'm just saying those were the games to watch because those were three really good lacrosse teams playing at a really high level, playing teams that might not be playing at that high of a level, but that are very capable on any given day of uh, walking into their place and beating them. So that was really where I was coming from that. And then the bloodbath alert that I had talked about in yesterday's video. And for any of you who only listen, if you go to uh, youtube.com forward slash lax factor, we will be putting out a, our, our, we put out our first weekend preview show on Thursday, yesterday. So that's up there where I go through and I talk about every single freaking game. I made picks for every game that are, that's going on this weekend. So if you're a, a, an audio listener only, if, and you want to see more content, we put all, you know, everything up on YouTube outside of these daily podcasts. So most of the, and I, and actually, I guess I did put that up on, on this as well. So you probably listen to the same damn show. I, I always forget that YouTube isn't uh, exclusively and, and totally separate from, from my audio stuff. But uh, moral of the story, the bloodbath, holy crap, Penn State is going to absolutely murder Lafayette. It may be the biggest blowout of the year. And it's not that Lafayette is just absolutely and utterly heinous, but Penn State is just really good and Lafayette is not at that level. So that one, it will be interesting to see because I think there's going to be a 15-goal spread in that bad boy almost for sure. So, uh, But for the most part, everybody... This is what we're going to do. Our schedule moving forward here is going to be every Thursday, we're going to put out the College Lacrosse Weekend Preview Show, where we're going to go through all of the games that are being played that weekend, starting, you know, with game, you know, we'll talk about games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then Monday is what we've decided we're going, I say we, it's really just me and whoever else decides to sit in at any given point this year. Um, Monday, we'll do the uh, College uh, the, the College Lacrosse Weekend Recap show where we recap all the games that were played and then we'll do the daily podcast in between and a bunch of random crap. We're going to put out a podcast where we uh, pretty much bet on games uh, and crap like that. I'm not sure how much money we're, I'm going to lose or win, but that'll be interesting. It's all going to be head-to-head bets uh, between me and whoever I have sit in and do it that week. I don't know that we're going to get that done before this weekend, though, seeing how it's Friday right now and games are tomorrow, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's it for today's daily podcast. I got to get my butt to work here today. I just wanted to make sure that I got something out to you guys. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, do whatever the hell you do in podcast world. And uh, also be sure to go to uh, youtube.com forward slash laxfactor. You can go to laxfactor.com, watch our videos, listen to the podcast there. You can buy some swag to support the channel. You can get uh, hats, t-shirts, mugs, and all that good crap. But uh, thank you all for listening. Since we've made this move to Anchor, FM. It's it's really a more primitive podcast software than what we were using before, but their their features for helping us uh, distribute the podcast are way better. It's a far easier to get the podcasts up and launched and everything like that. And we weren't being paid for our audio podcasts, and we're being now paid for our audio podcasts uh, thanks to Anchor being the first sponsor. So pretty soon you're going to start hearing Square uh, Space ads. I bet is is pretty much how it goes here in podcast world. But that'll be the next sponsor I, I presume we'll bring on. But I thank everybody for listening, for supporting us. And uh, I'm out, and I will be back this weekend. I think actually one other thing. I think we're going to do – I'm going to do some live YouTube live uh, recaps, like post-game reactions through tomorrow as I'm kind of sitting around and watching games. So that too will be interesting. So make sure you check us out on YouTube if you don't already. But thanks, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy.